Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I just want you to hear this, Morgan. Okay. okay? I want you to enjoy this. Morgan's really concerned about the fog, but... I'm not look, concerned. Look, look, here we go. I just want to breathe. Here's Fox on the left wing against Wiggins. Feed to Sabonis, top of the foul circle. Enters to Harrison Barnes. Isolated, step back for two... Scores it over Clay Thompson. Harrison Barnes has 37 career high points. His previous best, 36 points at Portland. Wow. Dude, I love it. He wasn't done. Uh, He wasn't done. HB was not done tonight. Clay Thompson starts toward the baseline, steps back, launches. He scores again. Harrison Barnes is just in fuego. From the runways, he's on fire. He's got 39 points. What? Mm. And how Mm. did it sound at the end? Tell me there isn't some pressure on the shoulders of Red Velvet, the man who wears number nine, who wears the white headband. Nervously pacing, waiting to get position. Warriors milking the moment. Everybody standing, roaring. Now ready for the second attempt. It's 134-133. This one off the heel. No good. But Herter almost had the rebound. He lost it. It's grabbed by Thompson. The stage is set for a buzzer-beating Warriors victory. Here's Steph Curry. Five seconds to go. Hounded by two defenders. Chased. Ball knocked loose by Fox. It's all over. Fox grabs it. He doesn't even have to score. Time runs out. The Kings escape with a 134-133 victory. And it was their defense in the final seconds. A block by Harrison Barnes. Missed free throws from uh, Kevin Herter. But the Kings then defended Steph Curry with a two-man blitz that forced him to mishandle the ball, lose control, and Sacramento will walk off a 134-133 winner. G-Man throwing out. A little bit of a jinx there being like, oh, this is set up for a buzzer beater for the Warriors. I'm like, yeah, say it. Say it. The icon. Good job. The G-Man Gary Gerald. Mm. Shout out to him on the call tonight. That was a lot of fun to hear. This is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Let's do it. Deuce and Mo. We're coming down. Three, two, one. Hit my music. Deuce.
and more, deuce and more. They tell you what they know. Deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast recording. It's on a Thursday night. Kings Warriors matching up. It's always epic, and this one did not mm. disappoint. Mm. We mm. saw haymakers galore. Just a battle, absurd shot making. But at the end, we're talking about the Kings defense forcing a Steph Curry Ooh. turnover at the end of a game and the Kings securing a win on the road. The first time they've won at Chase Center since game six of the NBA playoffs. They beat the Golden State Warriors 134 to 133. Stories galore. <sighs> Harrison Barnes with a oh. career night against his former team. He had 39 points, and De'Aaron Fox stepped up in a big way tonight after this slump. And the Kings are now 25 and 18. Each and every one of our podcasts presented by friends at Northwest Exteriors. Check out northwestexteriors.com. I'm Juice Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo? I am so good. I am so good. What a fun game of basketball. Yeah. We got to watch. Didn't know if you were freaking out about something. And I needed, personally, I don't know about you guys out there, I personally needed a win over the Warriors in this fashion. Not in a, oh, they're down 24 and they fight their way back mm. into this one, like boring-ass game throughout because the Warriors are dominating. No, this both teams stepped up, which expected, right, in what I love, though, is that the Warriors are always expected to win in these situations because they've been there th before. They have one of the greatest players of all time in Steph Curry. You know that Clay can get up for these games. All those things surrounding it. But I loved that the Kings matched their tone, matched their level, and that, to me, is what made this game so much more fun, so very important. Like, they belong. They belong. There's just something when these two teams play. I mean, we saw it in the preseason. We've seen it during the regular season in their matchups. The bad news for NBA fans, this was the fourth and final matchup of the regular season between these two teams. But for Kings and Warriors fans, these games just <sighs> drive you crazy. Both these teams, you're right, Morgan, they just play up, right? Like, it... It doesn't really matter what the records are. Golden State's now 19 and 23 on the season. But you knew that they were going to bring it. You know, Steph Curry's been in this funk really since Christmas. He has not been shooting the ball well. The guy has 18 points in the first quarter. And you're thinking, is this going to be one of those Steph Curry nights where he drops a 50 piece on the Sacramento Kings like he did in game seven? These two teams play classics. It's a joy to watch if you're an NBA fan, but I think if you're a Kings and Warriors fan, these games put you through the ringer. That's exactly it. And that's what makes it, um, it makes it a lot of fun if, if you're one of those sports fans that have a certain, you have discipline as a sports fan to understand, like, it's not the end of the world if your team loses, um, you can celebrate either team winning. Like, even in that last situation, I was like, here comes a Steph dagger. Here it comes. I mean, it just it felt like a classic, uh, here we go again. Yes. 
tight game. Oh, Herter gets fouled. He's going to the line. He misses both. It's a one-point game. Dude. The Warriors had a timeout. They elect not to take a timeout. I know some Warriors fans tonight are irritated about that. Mm. Dude, I don't have a problem with it. Like Same. The Kings' defense can be in scramble mode. I'd rather not have them set up. Like Let's see what they can do. Let's force them to adjust. The play they ran, Draymond... Didn't really set a good screen at all. It wasn't really much of a screen. He went to set a screen and slipped it. You wonder if he'd actually set a screen for De- on De'Aaron Fox. Does that kind of blow things up for Sacramento? But I thought Herter and Fox did a great job defensively on that, that final possession. That. The angle that Herter took, De'Aaron hounding him, yes. active hands. All of it. And they didn't make contact with the ball, but it did enough for Steph to second-guess things. Herter played it perfectly because he was... At first, kind of close enough to Draymond, too, but close enough to Steph. And then they made sure to be active, forcing a mishandled ball by Steph. My favorite thing about all of this is that I talked about this after the Milwaukee Bucks game. And you and I, I swear, just watched this the other day, too. It was like... uh, we we're watching the part of the podcast where we were breaking down the final play of the Kings Bucks game where Dame hit that mm. Dame time dagger, right? Kings lose on the road. And I go, I said this to you, and I said, he won't do that again this season. Mm. De'Aaron won't do that again this season. Like he will learn from that mistake because he never wants to feel that way again. And he's a smart enough, mature enough player to learn from his mistakes. And tonight, you felt it. You felt it with that pressure he was putting on. Now, I thought it was interesting too because I was waiting for TNT to actually like break down this game. And they're like, oh, we're not going to break it down unless it's the Warriors winning. So they gave it a little bit of love, a few highlights. There's my shit talking for a second. But then Shaq goes, hmm, that wasn't good, D. That was just Steph dribbling off his foot. Absolutely, it was Steph dribbling it off his leg because of the effing pressure, because of the defense, because you had two bodies coming up. I mean, and and even, yes, Draymond could have set a much better screen. There could have been something much better that happened. You could have told, oh, hey, Steph should have gotten rid of that ball quicker. Absolutely. But the pressure and taking away that vision in the active hands is what ultimately screwed with Steph Curry, which doesn't happen often, so give it the love it deserves. <laughs> My God. And it was enough for the Kings. Deer and Fox got the ball, held on, and the Kings win 134 to 133. So there's so much to go over with this game. I think, obviously, the headline has to be Harrison Barnes. <laughs> I mean, back-to-back 30-point mm. games tonight, a career-high 30 nine points and this wasn't just like oh he's just catching and shooting tonight oh that happened early he came out aggressive but then late in the game i mean they're going hey iso time we're giving him the ball in the post and he's he's dropping back-to-back turnaround jumpers he had a three that was in steph's face i'm going what am i watching right now harrison barnes who really has gone missing for a large stretch of this season with the Sacramento Kings, never really finding his like offensive role with this combination. The last two games has been absurd and it carried over tonight. The guy was unbelievable. Dude, it's just like you were talking about. The turnaround jumpers elevating over people didn't matter if it was on the right side or the left side of the floor or even in the middle of the paint. How about him? He, I don't know what point it was in the game because this game went back and forth like crazy, but he took it to Draymond. Lowered his shoulder and scored a bucket inside. I don't even know what point it was, but yes, yeah. I do recall. And and again, we 
you're going to have those nights when you just go off, you're feeling it, but he's feeling it on the last couple of nights. And on top of that, how many times have we talked about this season? If Harrison Barnes stays aggressive, good things can happen for this team. And you saw it there tonight. And you know, I even, I was talking to someone and I was like, Hey, this might slow down in the second half. <laughs> yeah, right? you would think, right? You would think. And if it did slow down, I believed in him making the right decision. Taking a few more shots, being like, all right, maybe I don't have it anymore. Let's get Keegan going. Let's get De'Aaron going. Whoever else needs to get going, let's do this shit. But he had it going and had the hot hand the entire game. And I just loved that he kept going with his confidence, with his flow, and that Everyone else surrounding him probably empowered him and was like, yeah, keep it going. And what that does for the Kings offense when all of a sudden he is cooking like this yes. in the attention he draws. And then you look elsewhere and there's still Fox on the floor, mm -hmm. right? There's still Keegan. There's still Sabonis or mm. Herder, whoever's out the there. You got threats everywhere. And it was just a, a crazy ass night for Harrison Barnes. And he deserves a lot of love because let's be real about it. This guy has been in trade rumors not just this year, the year before that, the year before that. It seems like he's been in trade rumors since he arrived from Dallas. Yes. And yes. he signed a new deal with the Kings over the offseason. And, I mean, you've heard the rumors. You've heard a lot of fans upset with how things are going. Good for him the last couple of games, showing what he can do. You know, who knows what his future holds. But the guy went out there the last couple of games, played his ass off. Yep. The Kings don't win... Not only tonight, but last game against the Hawks without Harrison Barnes. Big time shit from him. And it was big stuff late. It wasn't just, oh, it was only a first half thing. People reference what he did in the first half against Utah in the season opener. He had a great game. He didn't do a ton in the second half. Tonight was a perfectly balanced game from HB. And we talk about his offense and everything that he was doing, dominating on that end of the floor. And he still also finished with two steals and one block in the one of the biggest blocks of the game. And I remember when that happened against Kaminga yeah. on one of the final possessions for the Warriors, I was like, what is he gonna have a defensive like winning or you know, a defensive stop that is going to ultimately win this game? Yeah. But then obviously Kevin Herter misses both those free throws. They get that last possession. That again, the Kings defense. Yes, you heard me right. The Kings defense stopped two defensive possessions down the stretch late in this game to really finish things off. And Harrison Barnes played a huge role in that. Yeah, it was awesome. And so good for him and good for the Kings. His final numbers, 39 points, 14 of 24 shooting. He was 7 of 12 from downtown. And you know damn well, Morgan Reagan. He's going Woo! back to back. I think this might be the first time ever this year. Back to back. Same wow. guy. Also, Bones probably got it before. Harrison Barnes, our rock and soul player of the game. 39 points, a career high. As I mentioned, the shooting numbers. Just crazy. He was also 4 of 4 from the free throw line. He had 4 rebounds, 2 steals, and that block on Kaminga late. Rock and soul player of the game. Got to go check out Rock and Soul Diner. They are just six blocks from Golden One Center. How about eating an Eggs Benedict at 7 o'clock at night? Breakfast what? all day, baby! Duh. And they have lunch, dinner, drink specials. Just go in there and say, hey, I, I heard about you on the Do Some Mo podcast. Mm. You're going to get something out of that. You're welcome. Appreciate their support of the pod. Yeah, Harrison was just fantastic. And it, it, was, it was good to see him that aggressive. I mean, he took 24 shots. Yeah. The next closest was Fox at 16. 
took 24 shots loved, tonight. Loved how aggressive he was being. And because he was so confident and because he did have the hot hand and he just kept letting it go, there was moments I was like, what? wait, why is he taking this shot? I would have done that for anyone. Yeah, I mean, even Fox hit, I think, the back-to-back threes. Well, those were game. big, too. And I was like, why is he shooting? Oh, that's why. That shut me up. Shut me up. Thank you. Loved there, it. There's so many reasons you like a win like this. One, it's a win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a win we shot chalk it up. It's the Golden State Warriors. But for me, it's like the star of a road trip, right? The Kings have had a frustrating stretch of games here. We think about the games at Milwaukee and at Phoenix where you're like, you should have won that game, both those games. And then you lose at home to Indiana. You got a four-game skid going. It's just, it felt it felt bad, yeah. right? It felt yeah. like, is, is it slipping here? Fox has not been playing well. So now, all right, a couple days off, your first game of a seven game road trip is against these guys the warriors oh, shit God. here we go but they responded tonight and i i was just I, I think this win is very significant for this group to try to get back that mojo that they had last year i i feel like this isn't one of those games that you go this was last year's team again yep, yep. everyone's stepping up it could be harrison Barnes one night how many times last year were we talking about, well, another Kings player with a 30-point game, Terrence Davis, Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes. You know, the list went on last year. Tonight felt like that for the Sacramento Kings, just everyone kind of stepping up. There's a few teams in this league now that we've seen this King squad play over 40 games, and there's a few teams where I'm like, if they beat that team, I, I'm, I'm looking at everything, not differently, but I'm looking at, what helped them excel and feeling very proud of whatever they did to accomplish that. The Pelicans are another one of those teams Mm. where I would feel the same way who keep beating the Sacramento Kings and they've won more game against them. But really against the Warriors, we have seen over and over and over again, this Warriors squad really step up. Draymond tries to get in everyone's head. He gets that charge against Domas Sabonis, tries taking another one late. Grant Hill is on the call going, they should have, the ref should have called something there. I'm like, no, no, no. Because if anything, it's just Draymond throwing his body and Domas being the strong mf that he is you know so like you gotta let these guys get physical and both these teams get so physical and sometimes it's frustrating how physical and some plays might be called in one way or another but i thought that second half was called much better than the first half was yeah there was some i don't know if they were looking at things at the half and going hey, we can't give this touch call to Wiggins and not to De'Aaron or whatever it may be. Either way, the physicality from both sides were going throughout this entire game. That is fun when guys fight through that. But on top of all of that, it's like we said right in the beginning. Steph Curry finished with 33 points. This is someone who has not had his best 2024, okay? He is shooting 36% from three in 2024. Tonight, he was six of 14 from beyond the arc and feeling good against the Sacramento Kings, and the Kings still found a way to get the W. It should be noted, too, Curry had 18 points in the first quarter. He had five of seven from downtown in the first quarter. So five of seven from downtown. He was one of seven the rest of the way from beyond the arc. So Great adjustments. the biggest adjustment Talk that they made. It. Talk about it. They put Keegan on him. Yes. And look, Steph's still <laughs> so going to get. Fun. Steph hit some absurd shots tonight. The shot making in general from both teams was just outrageous. And I know on the surface you go, 134, 133, where's the defense? In the first half, I thought there were some definite 
breakdowns, especially from Sacramento, where Steph got way too free and got some clean looks. Okay. You know, Sharich got some clean looks for them early on, where I think he had 14 points in the first half. Yeah, he did. But I felt like down the... I, I felt like the teams battled in the second half. I'm like, no, this is just a, a absurd shot making. But what the Kings did is they went, you know what? Keegan, you go defend him. It's going to take a lot of injury, energy. You got to run him around. You got to grab him. You got to bump him. You got to contest his shot. You have to have that extra effort. Keegan Murray made life more challenging, no matter who he was defending, but specifically dealing with Steph Curry. And it goes to show you, wake up, NBA. I'm telling you, wake up. And you could be late to the party if you want. But I'm inviting you in year two for Keegan Murray. This guy has all defensive team potential, and it was on display again tonight when he's got to chase around Steph Curry. Don't be bored (laughs) by his defense at times if it's off ball and you're like, well, he wasn't even anywhere near where the play was happening. Oh, no, because he was stopping the best or slowing down the best player on the team. And at times when he was denying Steph Curry the basketball and or Steph Curry had the ball and then would get frustrated because uh, Keegan would do a great job of navigating a screen and being able to just fight his way through and keep his body right next to Steph's body. It was just an incredible effort, but we've seen it before from Keegan Murray. That's the other thing about this. This isn't like, oh, he really just picked it up tonight against Steph Curry. No, we've seen this before against other stars in this league, but tonight, I think it made one of the biggest difference, especially because that adjustment helped slow down the biggest piece on the Warriors. And it's a good reason as to why he won the Deepog tonight, Morgan Reagan. Such a vibe. Such a vibe. Congratulations. Defensive player of the game, Keegan Murray. Look at that crown, by the way. Beautiful crown. Shout out Sharif Jewelers, who made that crown, by the way. Mm. One of our sponsors. Um, No, I thought he was awesome. Yep. That's why I get so excited about his upside because like, he he wasn't like loud tonight offensively. He had 14 points. He had six rebounds, but his defense was outstanding. Two blocks, one steal, six rebounds. A big block late. And a big block late. Oh my God. Was Are you talking about the one on Steph when he was driving to the yep. basket? And he, yep. That block was amazing. Again, just the team defense right there there was recovery and then on top of all that you had someone execute and finish off that play and not allowing Steph Curry to get an easy layup as Steph Curry did get a few too many easy layups in this one but that one great job by Keegan to block that one away yeah this sequence by the way it's 132 131 I've said by the way seven times in the last 20 seconds note that it's 132 131 Steph Curry goes for a layup Murray blocks it out of bounds. The Kings do fall asleep on the next uh, play on the uh, out of bounds play where Draymond found Kaminga on the dunk for the dunk to make it 133-132 with 47.7. Then next possession, De'Aaron Fox misses a great look. Mid-range shot, Keegan Murray. That ball is like flying everywhere. Offensive rebound, Mm. Keegan Murray. Mm. Herder, a great look for three. Misses it. Uh, It ends up... 
the ball landing on Steph, who looked like he was out of bounds, right? That's what was. they ruled him out of bounds. Steph, I didn't see what happened. Steph was like grabbing his face like he got hit in the face. I thought I, Wiggins was grabbing his mm. face. And then Steph had caught the ball when his back okay. was out of bounds. Which, by the way, if anyone recalls that happening earlier this season, when it was on the sideline and Steph yeah, yeah, was out of bounds, they tried challenging. They said there's no conclusive evidence to say that he's out of bounds. Well, they got him there. So then <laughs> on the... It's King's ball with uh, 20, 28.2, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this inbound was great. Herter, right to Herter, who found Sabonis for oh, the yes. jam. It oh, was yes. money, made it 134-133. Then on the other end, you had Kaminga miss a shot. Herter rebound. That's when Herter missed the two free throws. And then the game ended when Herter... And Fox played some great defense. Steph Curry lost the ball. Turnover. Kings win 134-133. God. Dude. And Jonathan Kaminga, before we get to a lot of these uh, Kings players and everything that they they did, Jonathan Kaminga, he plays way too aggressive and physical for me, but I love it for him because being a younger player in there and just trying to make your way and being like, no, F you, I got to do what I got to do. I loved it late that... I felt like, no, he had a great game, right? He had a really good game. game. 31 points off the bench. For sure. He played 30 minutes off the bench, 12 of 19 shooting. But I felt like some of the shot selection stuff, he falls into this habit where I'm like, oh, good. You're going to dribble the arrow out of the ball and try to make something happen. You do it. I'd rather you do it than (laughs) than Steph at this point or Draymond trying to make something happen. When when he's got the ball and Mm -hmm. trying to go to ISO mode. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. And, and there's times he's good enough to create and make yeah. something happen. And or you see the way that he moves without the basketball and some good things happen. Um, but even on that play, really quick too, when Harrison Barnes had that block. Yeah. So Sabonis was coming over. I thought Sabonis got him a little bit with the body. Again, everyone's getting everyone with the body on both ends of the floor at this point. He got him with the body. I think Kaminga was letting the ball fly out of his hands was trying to look for the call. Mm. So Harrison knocks the ball or, you know, blocks the ball and Kaminga is already looking at the official for where's my foul. Where's my foul. And it's like, bud, you just got to keep playing. You got it. You got to play through that. And if he had gone through Sabonis, I think he would have gotten a call. Truly, I think he would have gotten a call wow. if he just hung on strong to that ball, went through Sabonis, maybe his body, taking that shot a little bit, but instead he gets blocked um, because he's losing the basketball out of control. We have so much more we have to talk about. Ugh. The biggest thing you can do right now, we've got a big audience, hit the thumbs up because it just helps the channel grow. It's not like, oh, look at a thumbs up, it makes you feel good. It literally helps us grow so more people see our podcast and what we're doing on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe too. It just helps our channel grow. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Also, we dropped the audio immediately following on Spotify and the Apple podcast store. So you can get it there too. If you want to listen later. Yeah. I mean, we've hit on HB. We've talked about Keegan. The next guy. Shout out Kevin Herter. I know he missed the two free throws, but I thought Kevin tonight had some massive offensive rebounds tonight. He had three offensive rebounds. He had 10 overall. And he's a guy, another member of the Kings, who's been in a funk for a long time. And it seems like, I don't know, off the top of my head, last four games, he's playing some much better basketball for Sacramento. He impacted the game tonight. He had 12 points. He had 10 rebounds, four dimes, three steals, playing the passing lanes well. I thought Kevin Herter was big. And when he... 
is doing that rebounding, especially when the Warriors are keying in on Sabonis. Yes. They are going to beat the hell out of him, trying to prevent him from getting any rebounds. Other guys have to step up on the glass. Kevin Herter did that tonight. Yes, yes. It th- three steals as well. And, you know, just looking at the way that he was rebounding the basketball and finishing off a defensive play with the seven defensive rebounds that he did have tonight, it was he understood the assignment. And the assignment is if you want to stay on the basketball floor, it, sure, make your shots. But do everything else. Do everything else great. Not just good. You got to do it great. And tonight, I thought he was doing a great job of timing out when he was crashing the board, when he was getting in there, making sure that he was making that extra effort. Talk. I, how many times have I talked about this? My one-on-one with Sabonis. And I said, what's the biggest thing when it comes to rebounding? Effort, effort, effort. It's all about effort, right? It's like obviously understanding your personnel and knowing if they are shooting a corner three and if it's going to come off the other end because wherever, blah, blah, blah. But it's effort. And Kevin Herter is showing so much more effort, getting his hands up on the defensive end, finishing with um, three steals as well. And then you talk about those offensive boards, just creating a second chance opportunity for his team. Those, all those little things matter. And it allows you to then miss two free throws at the end of the game and not everything get blamed on you in your <laughs> shitty game, right? Dude, <laughs> could you imagine tonight had he missed those two free throws uh, and then Curry hit a game winner? Uh, Oh. Like it would have like the poor guy would have not felt good. And instead no. he gets to sleep well hey. with his 10 rebounds. And I'll 12 say this points. man. And I'm so happy he's playing better. Same. But there is not an ounce of me that believes he wasn't thinking about that at the free throw line. Like he was thinking about the free throws. You miss those two. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Well, man. at least he didn't. This is the good thing again. At least. Steve Kerr didn't call a timeout for him to let it like sink into his head. I almost would have next... rather let him take take a timeout there. Of course, Kerr only had one timeout at that point, so yeah. he wasn't going to do that. But <sighs> yeah, um, but I thought Kevin had a really good game. He ends up playing 33 minutes tonight for the Sacramento Kings. Um, we still haven't talked about Fox or Sabonis. I feel like we're going to run down all the guys pretty much yeah. tonight. Where do you want to go next with Be- this game? Before we go to Fox or Sabonis, let's go to Davion Mitchell because... Way to hit some big threes tonight. And this is another guy that has been in trade talks for how many times now? How many months? The other difference, Harrison Barnes has been playing, right? Davion's been out of the rotation. He's getting DNPs, DNPs, DNPs. You're like, are we ever going to see this guy play again for the Kings? And the Kings in recent games, they are only playing three guards. They are playing Fox, Monk, and Herter. So last game, they go with Davion. They end up going with him again tonight. And you're right, the shot making. He hit three threes in the first half. Awesome. I mean, you don't expect it. But when I looked up at one point, I'm like, wow, Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell have that. combined for 21 points <laughs> and we're in the first half. Yes. If you get in that in a game, you're going to take it. But yeah, I thought Davion had a really good night. And it was good to see him knock down some shots and, and play some good basketball. Yeah, and he finished with four assists too, like yep. just getting people involved, you know? I mean, he's shown so much improvement with his handles and putting the ball on the floor with a little bit more confidence and not just um, hanging on to the ball and being a ball stopper on the offensive end. So it was nice to see him shoot the ball with confidence, make those threes, but then to also be able to create in the 15 minutes that he did play off the bench. And no pouting. The guy's not pouting. Ever. He, Ever. He's just, you call him. Such a pro. Go do your thing. Such and he's going to go out there and, and play the best he can. And 
there are still situational things that happen late in the game where I'm like, man, the Kings just had great rotations on this possession. But here is Davion Mitchell closing out on, I don't, I might have been Clay or Andrew Wiggins. Okay. He was Wiggins. I don't know. Someone that is just going to be able to shoot over him, yeah. even on a perfect closeout. So there are limitations, but I thought he, he provided a nice spark off the bench tonight. So that was good. He ends up having a good night for the Kings, playing 15 minutes, 10 points for him. Morgan mentioned the four dimes, too. Um, Another guy off the bench, Malik Monk, in his 19 minutes. Yeah. Couldn't really get things going tonight. I, and, but here's what's okay about that. Because everyone else was getting things going, you know, and and that's I'm glad that we don't have to sit here and talk about like, man, he's really got to step up in a game like this. It's like, hey, Harrison was on the floor for 40 minutes in this one. Uh, Trey Lyles even had some big moments in his 15 minutes. And when Monk isn't going to provide, he still played 19 minutes because there's some sort of trust and energy that Mike Brown has in him. But yeah, he wasn't going to execute tonight on the floor and. It just wasn't his night. Yeah, I thought he forced some stuff. And, you know, it just, he played physical, though. And I mean, there were. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was still, like, he wanted, it's, you're never questioning his effort or his energy. It was just like, hey, sometimes his decision making was a little off or chaotic. And tonight was that night. But that's talking about a guy that has played so well this year. One of the plays of the night, though, that he had. (gasps) The lob. Herder to Monk. Transition. Mm. That was mm. nasty. Yes, it was. That Thank was you. disgusting. Loved it. Um, and again, before we go back to the starters, just really quick, wanted to get to Duarte and Edwards coming off the bench. I thought Chris Duarte coming off the bench for those three minutes. I was a little confused. And even with Kessler Edwards, um, he was fine out there. But I was, when I say I'm confused, it's no knock on them. They're not, you know, saying, put me in or I'm going to get you. It's like, Coach is just going to them, and I'm just sometimes curious as to why Mike Brown goes down the line when other things are seem to be working. I think, I mean, it's the same re- If Sasha was not hurt, he would have been playing. So instead That's of Sasha, true. he goes with Duarte, and Duarte looked, like, very all over the place in his two-plus minutes. And then the second half, we went with Kessler. I mean, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, no, that's a good, that's, that's how you. I looked at it. Nope. It's like, okay, we tried that. That didn't work. I'm going to go thank to Kessler. You. That's how I looked at it. That's what it was. Let's go back and talk about De'Aaron Fox now. Let's do it. Welcome back, De'Aaron Fox. I mean, I, the amount of talk I have heard in this town, on Reddit, on social media about De'Aaron Fox, and everyone just talking about, he's not talking to the media. We spent time on our podcast talking about at the end, right? Last episode. Yeah. Very different, I mean... But De'Aaron Fox needed to get back to just playing his game again. He had been in a funk in 2024 sure. since January. Not not playing efficient basketball. The scoring was down. Shooting like 42% from the field. Three-point shot around 37. So not terrible, but he was not playing at the level we saw. Now, can you sustain... Scoring 30 a night in the NBA, that's a challenge, right? The great ones can, but you're going to go through funks. I felt like last game he had some good moments. He was just missing short. Especially toward the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, this was one of his better games, even though it wasn't a great game for Fox. Okay. Tonight, he looked like De'Aaron Fox again. Tonight, De'Aaron got it going in the mid-range again. He attacked him. His big threes late, just fantastic. I mean, he, he forced the Warriors to end up going small because... 
Charich was out trying to defend him and was playing off of him. And Fox goes, yeah, play off me. Guess what I'm going to do? Bang a three in your face. Next play down, Pajemski has a nice contest, but Fox is confident now. De'Aaron knocked that shot down. That was a big three. His final numbers tonight, 29 points. He did it on 9 of 16 shooting, but one of your favorite stats, you should circle. Circle it. Circle it. Eight of eight from the free throw line. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, hey, if we're going to shit all over it whenever these guys are missing the hell out of their free throws, got to make sure to celebrate and love it. And sure, you can sit back and say, well, that's what they're supposed to Dow. It doesn't make it that much easier in the NBA sometimes to make a free throw. I know we can all sit here and say, yeah, it's a free throw. You should be making it. This is one of the worst free throw shooting teams. So when they are going to make their free throws, I am going to celebrate it. And it starts with the leaders and the star players in De'Aaron Fox and Domas Sabonis who get to the free throw line the most to make those free throws. And De'Aaron stepped up to the, to the challenge. He made those free throws. He was not only playing well on the offensive end, but on the defensive end. I yeah. mean, having one of the biggest defensive plays at the end of the game, on the final possession of the game, getting up in Steph Curry, Steph Curry dribbling off his leg, whatever, that pressure was there and helping. But you saw that pressure there a lot throughout. And that was something that I felt like was missing in this funk. Like, whether it it wasn't so much his body language was slumping in some of these bad games, but it felt like, the 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 bounce in his yeah. feet wasn't there and tonight it was there one of the things i liked one early in the first half he was getting the mid-range again and yes. he is one of the best mid-range players in the game so i trust that he's going to knock him down and it's good to see him go back there a little bit he has improved his three-point shooting so much and that's another weapon but i don't want him to abandon the mid-range because i think it's deadly the other thing i thought he did a great deadly. job to start the third quarter, he was pushing. Yes, he was. He was pace, pushing pace, pace. the pace and getting the Kings into their stuff early. And when he is pushing and putting pressure on the defense, especially when Harrison Barnes is going, good good luck defending this team because they have so many weapons everywhere. He was doing it even off Warriors makes. He yes. was getting the ball and going. They were they were getting it out of bounds quick and going, here, Fox, go. Instead yep. of just getting it to Sabonis and being like, all right, you're going to initiate the offense. No, get it to De'Aaron, just go downhill, get them on their heels. And one of those plays, it was Clay that ended up down by the basket with him because he pushed it downhill after a Warriors make, I believe. And Clay was down there, and Clay bumps him with the body and then swipes the ball. He probably gets all ball, but he bumps him with the body. Do you remember this? And Clay was getting pissed off at the official, just like, how can you call that shit? How can you call this shit? He was also getting mad at this official on a few other plays. He ultimately then ended up getting a technical. But on this one especially, it was like De'Aaron knew exactly how to utilize his speed and make sure that he was going up against the right guys. And Clay Thompson was... One of the right guys to go up against, especially when he was pushing it downhill. There are a couple of times I felt like the Kings did abandon him where I felt in a close game where I'm like, hey, Corey Joseph's on him right now. This Mm. was in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. And there were a few possessions where he didn't get a touch. I'm like, I need him to touch the ball when Corey Joseph's on him. Like, don't forget about him. I'm showing his shot chart on the screen. In the paint tonight, five of seven in the paint. And you look at him, he's getting his mid-range shot. And this is... 
bread and butter right here. And then, of course, he knocks down some threes tonight. He was three of seven from beyond the arc. And, of course, eight of eight from the free throw line. The perfect mix. The perfect mix. I mean, the balance that he had here with being, like, confident with where he was taking his three-point shot. Because even when he took two of those threes late, I was like, yeah, what? And then he makes it. I'm like, yes. But then, really, it's, you're right. He is so deadly in that mid-range because he is so quick he gets someone going all the way back on their heels you can't stay with him when he stop pops and get that gets that little push shot gets that little floater or even sometimes it's just a beautiful nice fundamental midi but truly he cannot go away from that and it's very difficult to do, but I think he has put himself in such a great position, conditioning wise, to do that, uh, to be able to execute at a high level on both ends. And the other thing that should be acknowledged, we are over halfway through the season, right? Okay. He's still shooting thirty nine percent from three. Hey. Thirty nine percent on eight attempts per game, over eight attempts per game. So what took that down though were was his most of his January games yeah. because in January he's shooting like 35% from three, right? Just like not having his best three point shooting month being in that slump. But what I love Deuce, I love doing this to people too going, Hey, Steph's in his slump right now too. Yep. And that's why tonight was going to be the game of, all right, who the hell steps up tonight? And of course they both do, but thank God the Kings came out with the Well, that's the other thing I want to bring up tonight. Uh, why I think it's a, a little significant too, right? I know it's one game. The Warriors aren't as good of a team, okay? This is not the same Warriors from last year. They're just not, okay? This is a team that's had a ton of issues. Chris Paul is still out. You know, Moses Moody is out. GP2 is out. So some significant players are still out for them. We know the whole Draymond shit that's gone on this year. It's been a mess. Steph hasn't been playing great basketball. They're not the same team. But the reality is when you're on national TV, okay, the Kings aren't on national TV a lot. Kings Warriors, people are watching, okay? Yeah. They're watching because they know what that playoff series was like. So the lights are on you, Sacramento. The last time you the lights were on you for a nationally televised game was Kings Pelicans in-season tournament, and you lost, and it wasn't yep. good. So how are you going to respond tonight with those bright lights in a close game? De'Aaron had been struggling, and we're on the cusp of next week, all-star reserves are announced in the NBA. Yeah. And I think there are some saying, look, the way Fox has played in this stretch in January, he may not make the all-star team. Like, there's a chance he doesn't make it. Well, I think tonight is impactful in a lot of ways when it, it's, you know, he's playing in a big spot. I'm not saying that these games should have extra meaning, but the reality is they do. They yeah. they the NBA world's watching it, okay? If it's a random Tuesday night and this game is just on locally and it's not on a national TV broadcast on TNT, you know, some people know, but this was like, you're on social media, everyone who's watching basketball is talking about this game tonight, and it was De'Aaron having some big-time plays, so I think this is one that he needed to have in hopes that, you know, he can get named as a reserve next well, week. Well, Kenny was talking about him at the half too, right? Like the TNT broadcast um, at the half, you know, because it's obviously halftime of this game. They're like, okay, we got to touch on it a little bit. And they're talking about some of De'Aaron's big moves. And I was like, great. This is great to see, you know, like show some individual love on him. And then, um, and then I just thought it was interesting because after the game, TNT just completely... You're really stuck on that tonight. I am. Why because, do you care so much? Because you just talked about how it was like 
And I'm, by the way, I'm usually someone who doesn't give a shit about like, oh, national media, what are they saying? It's like, who cares? Let them sleep. I mean, Charles gave him love. Charles was talking about the Listen great defense to me late. for one second. I was spicy when this happened, so let me vent. It was right after. I'm like, okay, like usually TNT breaks down the game of whatever just game just happened. And quick touch, they go to the other games of the night. And I'm like, all right, they'll hopefully bring it back they brought it back when they brought it back they go over they went over quick highlights and a lot of these highlights you know back and forth highlights looking good um and you just hear you just hear Shaq just giving love to clay love to Steph all these things deserved by the way deserved but I'm thinking Harrison Barnes just beat the shit out of this team and it was his former team and right there if you right there want to go with a fun angle as a basketball fan hey man this guy's name has been in trade talks over these months and look at him step up for this Kings team like it's a more if you want to be I love drama I love Real Housewives I love reality television if you want to be a little bit more dramatic and get someone into it like go with that angle don't go with the lazy angle like oh man but you know Steph played really well and he had an 18 point first quarter he was on fire it's like just my point is it's a little lazy and when the Kings don't get those national games like you're saying it's give it the love that it deserves because if the Warriors had won I feel like there would have been a lot more love that's all I'm saying and I know I shouldn't even give a shit and I'm over it I was just a little spicy after the game like what is this what what is this Oh, this is when you know Morgan was really feeling this. Like uh, I, the Kings Warriors, it just gets to her a little bit when she's worried about this stuff. Because I don't, you know, I don't do this. This is not. I mean, you are now, but it's okay. But no, I don't. But normally, do I do this? Do I? Do I care? Even whenever someone says anything about national media, I go, "Why do you? Why do you even care? Why do you care?" And tonight, I understood it a little bit, and I took it personally and I felt it a little bit more than usual. I do want to go back to De'Aaron Fox for a second. Did you need to see a game like this from him? Yeah. Yeah. Duh. I mean, didn't we all? I'm just asking like some people's stupid questions. Some people's confidence. You look at them like, I'm not worried about it at all. Or somewhere like I'm kind of concerned. It's been a long stretch here. I was curious. You know, there's been so much talk about De'Aaron over the last week about, Oh, the media stuff. Or like, hey, he's nicked up. Is it? Is he banged up? What's going on? And then he has a good game. You're like, is he nicked up? Or is he just struggling? We we do this a lot with players when they go through a funk where we all try to diagnose everything from body language to like... Something going on. Is there something going on? Are they hurt? And then they have a game like this and we just go, what a nice bounce back. It's like, well, I don't know. Was he just kind of in a... So was he struggling for a couple of weeks? Well, I did, just what thought, did you see from him tonight that made you feel better? Was it something that didn't make me feel better is when he was doing this to his shoulder at the mm, free throw line at one point, mm. and I was like, "Hey, you good? Shake it off, shake it off." Um, but tonight, I thought it was one of his more complete games again, yep. and that was consistent play throughout all four quarters, where there wasn't a whole bunch of plays that we're looking back at going, "Oh man, he should have done this better. Should have done this better." It was like. He played a really good game as a leader out there, as a competitor on the biggest stage on national television so everyone could talk about him. He did such a good job with all those things. And here, here, Deuce, if tonight wasn't his night, but Harrison Barnes had his night and someone else stepped up and the Kings still got the win, we wouldn't be sitting here worried about De'Aaron, but I'd be like, all right, he's still in the slump. Yep. It, like Kevin Herter's slump 
was a long slump. Yeah. And he's finally coming out of it. And this happens with guys. Now, I think sometimes people put a, a, a timeline on it and go, well, this can't happen for two weeks. This can't happen for seven games. It can. It really can. And sometimes it's going to happen. And sometimes it's not going to happen at all. And some players are just going to play a consistent 80-something games, you know, if they even get that many games and they're healthy. But my point is with De'Aaron, it was nice to see him have the bounce back on the biggest stage. Before I get to Sabonis, uh, one Davion thing I failed to mention, the right. sequence I really love from him, is when... It looked like he was taking a charge, I believe, on Wiggins, on that Wiggins drive, and they didn't call it. He immediately gets up, and he's switched on to Clay Thompson in the post, and he pulls the chair from Clay Thompson. Oh, yes, yes, yes. How sweet was that? It was beautiful, and Clay just went flying, and Davion's like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything wrong. Loved it. And then... How did they get the ball back? That I, I forget how, but... It was a turnover. It was just, okay, he, he just pulled slipped. It, yeah. And then the Kings get the ball, and it was just, again, another smart move, a smart defensive move by Davion Mitchell. He didn't complain about the call. He took the blow mm. and didn't get the whistle. He got his ass back up and back into the play and then made something happen. It was great. Great stuff. Love it. We haven't talked about Demonis Sabonis yet. Demonis Sabonis tonight, 18 points, 13 dimes. He also had eight rebounds tonight. He did it on eight of 11 shooting in 35 minutes. One of my favorite things today, you know, he wasn't going to be shy. He had a mid-range shot. He knocked down two threes tonight. That, those, are, when he hit the first one, I was like, okay, great. Get yeah. your get your one three in. When he went for the second, I was like, what are we No, what are we I doing? loved it what because I feel like he passes it up sometimes. And I'm like, he does. I, I need him specifically against this team. And I loved it. To he, do it. And yep. he took a mid-range shot, made it. Dude. Do it. So you are capable of it. And if you're able to do it, you talk about what it does for Sacramento. But I think even for him mentally against this Warriors team, it's good for him to do. When he hit one of his first mid-range shots, and I believe it was right at the free throw line. Brian yep. Anderson even mentioned it. Like, that was the shot that he, you know, significant shot because that was the shot he was missing last year against uh, the Golden State Warriors in the postseason. That became so detrimental to where the Kings uh, ended up going in that postseason run. So, it was nice to see that he felt confident shooting it from the outside, shooting it at the free throw line. And also, I loved the way that he was battling and being aggressive. They weren't shots all just right at the rim. They were great footwork, turnaround, floater. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Let's talk about one of my favorite plays tonight. Which one? When he pumped Draymond Green. Draymond froze. And then tried to reach around Ooh. and he went, bop, bop, bop. Oh, my God. It was cute. It was cute. Yeah. And then the 13 assists. I mean, Harrison Barnes got a lot of great looks because Sabonis mm -hmm. found him. Yep. I mean, incredible we vision. You can't just brush it aside when a guy has 18, 13, and 8. I mean, I mean, this is. It gets brushed aside all the time. 18 points, 13 assists, 8 rebounds from your big, who, by the way, is drawing all the attention. Who, by the way, they're knocking the shit out of him. It's insane that he didn't take a free throw tonight. That seems like absurd. That oh wait, he, he really didn't. Oh no. my god! We all watch the game. We see what's happening. Like he got he, the shit beat out yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah. But and and again, not to say that it wasn't physical on both ends of the yep. floor, but truly, this guy 
and his ability to take those hits. Do you know what it takes mentally to take those hits and move on and to be able to be like, all right, I'm good. I'm feeling okay. I got to control what I can control. Taking that deep breath. Uh, I just saw this. We're talking about Sabonis. His post game tonight. Uh, <laughs> Rosay, De'Aaron's wife, asked a question post game. Let's hear it. Do you know where your wife sits every game? <laughs> yes, oh. I know. I know where she sits every and game. And how many, after every bucket, do you do an ode to her? Probably every bucket. Every bucket. <laughs> good answer. You had a couple, you had a couple good answers. Wait, so, so Mike cute. Brown... Rose and Demonis' wife yes. was just there at the. They, I think there's probably just not a lot of media by that point or something. Mm. So that I mean, like, look, and that's great. That is adorable, so cute. God, mm. I love a win for vibes and all the thing. Harrison Barnes talking to TNT after yeah, the game, yeah. loved it. Uh, do we, do we want to hear some more post game? Let's see who else put it. I I saw our buddy. Matt George posts some stuff from ABC 10. Oh, yeah. They were a lot. Well, obviously, a lot of people were out there. That makes sense. Uh, Yeah, because it was in San Francisco. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Oh, this was an interesting one. Uh, De'Aaron was asked about this game tonight. And if this is a rivalry, right? Because it was rivalry week in the NBA. I know the Warriors asked you were saying how they don't, they still don't really consider this a rivalry. Do you feel like these games is becoming more of a Northern California rivalry between you and the, and the Warriors? Uh, have you asked anybody from our team before? Have you read anything about anybody from our team calling it a rivalry? Who? Well, like I said, I've never called it a rivalry, so. Why would this be a rivalry? They haven't played that far from each other for 20 years. They never played each other in the playoffs. That's why it's trying to be considered a rivalry. Well, and, and you if guys we played, are playing better. I would say if we played the Clippers in the playoffs last year and we go to seven games, it's probably considered the same thing because we played them 11 times in one season. So, uh, I mean, just because the amount of games, I don't, I, I don't consider it a rivalry, no. Okay. A uh, few things here. Be- a few things because earlier this week yeah. I saw Malika Andrews post something on her Instagram being like, it's rivalry week, uh, NBA today, Bob Myers, like, what do you consider? What's your definition of a rivalry? Okay. And he said, playoffs. That's what he said, playoffs. So I think like when two teams like are yeah. playing each other in the postseason, and I thought that was interesting. I'm like, oh, so is that Kings warriors? Like, is that a rivalry? And I, I, I think the definition of rivalry is subjective and it can be however you want to look at it. And if De'Aaron and this team don't see it as a rivalry, that is fine. That is absolutely fine. Yeah, okay. I'm not even there yet, but at the same time, what it makes me feel playing the Golden State Warriors now from last year to this year, it's like, what is this feeling? What's happening? NBA players are weird sometimes where it's like they, they don't want to admit when something's a rivalry. It's like, what? what, what if it is, it, it, if you view it as it a rivalry and they don't, who cares? The reality is you guys play each other and it feels like these two teams get up. It feels different than just a normal Tuesday night. It's going to feel different. Kings, Hornets, feels different than Kings, Warriors. That's okay. And I think part of it is when you have... 
premier players in a game, it's going to feel special. You mentioned mm-hmm. the playoff series. Yeah, it got chippy. Draymond Green stomped on Sabonis. Stomped everybody. Right? Like, Didn't there was, there was chippiness. There was pain. So, look, I don't know if it's... It I, is for the fans, and that's what matters. I, I know this. You feel it. It feels different to you. Uh-huh. It feels different to me. And I feel like deep down, these players be like, yeah, we wanted this shit tonight. It, like, we got to get this game. And they might feel that same feel against different teams. Yeah. And to them, that could be more of a rivalry than we would ever know. But at the same time, um, I think that word gets thrown around and tries to define teams to make it a more special matchup at times. But when I look at the Kings Warriors now, that finally both these mm-hmm. teams are pretty good at the same time. And when I say that, that's also with the Warriors with all their health going on and everything else that has been going on. But they have one of the best players in the world. And that alone will support them to be one of the better teams for as long as he's there. We have more to come on the podcast. We got to mention that at tonight's podcast presented by our friends right Northwest Exteriors. If you need new windows on your house, you don't go anywhere else. Mm-mm. Northwest Exteriors has been around Sacramento for a long time. Go to their showroom at Rancho Cordova. You can see everything for yourself. Windows are a game changer. Going to raise the value on your home. Yep. Make it look sexier. Yep. We all want our house to look sexy, right? Duh. Get new That's windows. Oh, you want to keep it warm in your house? Yeah, get some good windows that are energy efficient for the wintertime and the summertime. And the best part is, too, you want to talk about rivalries? Yeah. You can have better windows than all your stupid neighbors. How fun is that? <laughs> That's it, yeah, those window <laughs> rivalries are really important. <laughs> you can talk smack about your neighbors inside your home, and they can't hear you because you have noise-canceling windows. Seriously, though, these windows are absolutely amazing. The people at Northwest Exteriors are absolutely, absolutely amazing. Go get a quote today. Simply the best. Trust Northwest. We're also presented tonight by a New York Times bestselling author. She's the one and only T.R. Reagan. If you're looking for a book to read, you want a thriller that's dark, twisted, it's based in Sacramento, there's no one else you should read but T.R. Reagan. I keep telling everyone, go to Abducted, the Lizzie Gardner series, because I finished that six-book series. It was absolutely mind-blowing amazing. But now I started the Faith McMahon series, and I'm like, holy shit, T.R. Reagan, you are insane. Your books are insane. So if you want to feel what I'm feeling, make sure to go to Amazon.com and or trreagan.com and check out our books today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Appreciate everyone's support at the Deuce and Mo podcast. Also, shout out to everyone watching us late on a Thursday night, hanging out, talking about this game as the Kings beat the Warriors 134 to 133. It's been so fun tonight, oh, Morgan Reagan. Uh, what else do we need to discuss tonight that we have not hit on? Oh, my God. We're going to be so angry for oh, you. What? Here's one that I love. I'm just looking back at my notes. You okay. know, I take my notes. Yeah, yeah. I also notice in close games, my notes get more chaotic obviously because you have to be watching and noting at the same time no it's not just that i just oh. get too into the game where i don't want to take notes where i'm just like all right i gotta i'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch here I get uh, one play i loved trey lyles had a mismatch Corey joseph was defending him in the post he was taking a sweet ass time they got him the rock he was very patient with it kessler edwards and kevin herter were on the perimeter kessler made a decision to cut okay to the paint which was fantastic because it forced, I believe, Kaminga, the defender, to react just a little bit, mm. just a little bit to the cut, right? Mm-hmm. And Lyles threw a laser pass to Herter, who banged in a three oh. to make it 111 to 106. It was taking advantage of a mismatch, a smart play by Kessler Edwards, right? Yes. Hey, let's make sure we have good spacing here to cut, force the defense to react a little bit. And that's what this game is in the NBA. Sometimes it's just those inches, right? Create just a little bit of space, bang in a three. 33 assists for the Kings tonight. And even that number alone, I mean, you talk about that laser pass. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the most underrated passes are just those perfect passes to your shooters that (laughs) allows them to go up in all one motion. What? I'm looking at my notes. I'm just going to show you guys on the screen, okay? Because this is how chaotic my notes are at the end. Where, look, I'm here. I'm going to show you my notes in the first half, okay? I take, you know, all the lineups, and it's like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Fox picks up second foul. All right, Warriors bench comes in. Curry scores last 12 points. Switch Keegan onto him, dot, dot, dot. Just little notes to remind myself, okay? Second quarter, same thing. Look at the fourth quarter. Herder the Monk alley-oop off turnover in all caps. Look at the final note. The final note. No, no, but get Fox the ball. Kojo on him. HB big three on Curry. It's all caps. Sabonis fifth foul, 340. Okay, okay. OMG. Fox Herder for Sabonis for jam. And then Herder misses two free throws. Are you effing me? Why was that in my notes? I don't remember doing that. I love taking notes like that. It reminds me of what exact emotion I was feeling at that time, too. And I go, oh, yeah. It also reminds me what was going down. I'm not going to say what I was texting you tonight, but what I was texting you was just absolutely out of pure emotion of what I was saying about every single Warriors player. It was just like what I used to say about like John Stockton and Cara Malone. Mm. Um, And it's crazy that my, my feelings in my mind goes back to that place of how I felt as a child. It's truly how I felt tonight. Again, going up against the Warriors, being frustrated. And I was I was prepared for letdown yep. because of the losing streak that we saw before the last win for the Kings. And 
the letdown that was felt in some of those games, but also because it was the Golden State Warriors. You got Steph Curry on your team. I like, why would I doubt him for a second? And I just shouldn't doubt a good Kings defensive play at the end of a game, huh? And Joe in the chest says, well, Herter ended up being huge, though. Defense, three-pointers, and rebounds. No, he was massive tonight. It was just a no yeah. at the end of the game yeah. before. His rebounding, we talked about his defense at the end of the game. You have to hit rewind on the pod, but we definitely talked about him. Hell yeah. All right, I need your guys' help in the chat, too. And Morgan, you too. I mean, good luck picking one moment or oh, maybe God. two moments. What do you think our Sharif Jewelers moment of the game should be from this Kings Warriors game? The Kings went 134 to 133. Immediately, I think we have to mention HB's career night. He had a career high 39 points. Love that. HB's career night, just on fire. Um, I loved, I, I really loved the lob in transition, Kevin Herter to Monk. I just thought it was so such, nice. It was just such a nice highlight. Um, I mean, you could mention Sabonis knocking down two threes, but it didn't feel like no. it's okay. Can, and what I will say about it too, anyway, even though it's not a moment, what I will say about it though, it's not one of those moments where it's like Sabonis knocked two, knocked down two threes. Wow, that should never happen. It felt like it was supposed to happen, like you were kind of saying. Some great candidates what? in the well, chat. Oos mentioning uh, Davion pulling the chair. Uh, HB's career night. Fox, 8 of 8 from the free throw line. Manny mentions. The final the final defensive play, the active I, defensive I, possession. The Kings made two defensive plays at the end of the game. HB. HB on mm -hmm. Kaminga. Even if Kaminga should draw on the foul, whatever, HB was active on that possession. Yep. And then the final play. The ball's in Steph Curry's hands, and I'm sorry, that's the most Scary. frightening thing you could look at. And we're like, all right, 22 seconds left, and here come the Warriors. It's going to Steph here. All right. Like, you're just, to be honest, we're all watching that game, and we're like, this is inevitable. You're listening to G-Man's call. It's like, yep, it's probably going to happen. Here's he probably a buzzer beater. He could close his eyes and throw it up, and I would yep. be like, like, honestly, if he had got that ball up, if he didn't lose it, and that defense didn't help disrupt that ball, like he could have thrown it over his head, eyes closed, and it probably would have gone in because that is what he likes to do against the Sacramento Kings. Ugh. Ugh. Nightmares. Nightmares. And I thought the point you mentioned earlier, too, about like De'Aaron, like especially with what happened in that defensive breakdown in Milwaukee, stepped up, man. Never forget. Just truly, like he's not going to forget it. And that was, that proved to me that he felt the pain of that loss of that moment. I know he's, he said this in post game pressers before that. Hey, that loss stays at the arena. You move on to next. I get that. That is what you ultimately want as a player. Mentally, you want to shift your mindset there, but sometimes that human part of you in those emotions aren't going to allow you to do that. And I think sometimes it's also good for you to process. And I think that, in his slump, he was able to process some of those bad emotions and then channel them into better basketball tonight. Man. Also, men. A win that they probably need for vibes. Well, yes. I mean, you're seeing Rissay, Mike Brown, and mm -hmm. uh, Domas' mm -hmm. wife also in that post-game presser. Like, people are feeling good. They're having fun. And not just because it was a win. It's like we said. It was a win on the biggest stage. Everyone was having a good game, and um, it was against the Golden State Warriors. Next up for the Sacramento Kings, Morgan Reagan. The road trip continues. This is a long one. It's mm -hmm. a seven-game road trip. They get the first one coming up on Saturday. 
They go to Dallas, a place they have won this year. They beat the Mavs earlier this year in Dallas. The Mavericks will be on the second night of a back-to-back. They are playing the Hawks coming up tomorrow. So that's good news, I think, for Sacramento. It's not bad news. I mean, It's not bad news. So you have Saturday, you've got the Mavs, and then Monday, Memphis. Yes, yes. So good opportunity here. I mean, look, it's... um, I think they're the Kings have had better stretches of basketball lately. You know, you you try to like, I don't like to just brush this shit aside, but like the Indiana game was bad. It was just really bad. It's one of those games are just like it's so disgusting. But you saw how they played against the Bucks. You saw how they played against the Suns. Even though they lost those games, you're like God, they're so close. You hope that like they can get a little momentum here because they played last season their best basketball in the month of February, right? right? They started to kind of turn it on this time of the year. Maybe this can be the stretch where they turn it on. Yeah, and I, I that's what's wild when you look at that stretch of those losses, uh, the four-game losing streak before finally beating the Hawks at home before beating the Warriors tonight, was there was a lot of good within those games, but it was just so just uh, tarnished by... How yes. they lost yes. that it was like it what no we can't even recognize the good but now what I will say about the good is that like Kevin Herter started to get things going yep. you even had before Sasha went down you had Sasha being more in the rotation and started to get things going um and hopefully too in some of those losses it was like deer and getting that slump out of the way and really headed on this road trip with a different type of of mentality with everyone feeling good about one another. So yeah, I don't know. It's I the inconsistency this season, I don't know what to expect. And that yeah, and that's fair. I I think seeing Fox have a good game tonight, I think was big. Yep. Seeing Herder like you mentioned, he's starting to put it together. Mhm. HB the last couple of games look is HB going to score 30 points next game. Oh, no. We're not betting on that. We're no. not betting on that. But a more aggressive HB? Can we get that? Right. More of a threat. Our team's looking at him well, like, hey, he scored 30 in the and, last two. Leaves other people more open. I don't know. And that's the perspective, you know, you try not to overreact by a few games, right? Either way, good or bad. But you look at how this King season has gone, and it's like, God, they're sitting around the same record as they had at this time last year. It feels different, and it doesn't feel like everyone's kind of clicked at once. Yeah. You know, you've had stretches where, man, Fox is on fire and Sabonis is doing his thing. And Keegan didn't start well. Herder really didn't do much at all for the majority of this season. Harrison Barnes really didn't do much at all. Monk had some great moments. No one was clicking at once. And then, like, all of a sudden, Fox starts to dip. And then Keegan turns it on, right? So, now we're starting to see at least this stretch is like, okay, well, maybe Fox can get it going again, right? Yeah. Maybe he could be efficient again. It's all felt. Keegan. He is impacting the game, even if he's not scoring 20. Keegan Murray impacted the game tonight with how hard he played. I know plus minus in a, a one game doesn't matter that no. much, but no, no. he was plus 11 tonight, which was the highest of any starter. Cool. Why? Because the guy was defending his ass off. Uh, so, I don't know. It's This Kings team last year clicked because they had good balance. They had multiple, multiple guys who could attack you offensively, and they were hard to guard because they had weapons everywhere. So maybe this could be a stretch where the Kings can click a little bit before things get wild. The trade deadline is February 7th. Let's go. It's February 7th? And No. It's February 8th, Yes. Right? I was testing you, and you remember. I gotcha. Oh, by the way. Are you telling it? 
We are going to be live mm, for mm, our annual mm, NBA mm. trade deadline special where we go live for a mega stream that lasts all day. All day. We I, I we have it blocked off on the calendar. This is our one of our we favorite We may launch days. at 8 a.m. that day. I may go crazy. 8 a.m. launch Seriously? for NBA trade deadline. Taking not. you all the way up and through the deadline. We'll be on hours and hours. Well. Well, either way, we'll be on, so just mm, check mm, it out. It's one of our favorite days of the year, um, just kind of waiting for everything, so yeah. be there. Tell Mor everybody. Hey, Morgan, you want to check in with our friend? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. You guys hear him <laughs> in the background. Let's welcome him to the show tonight. He's the one and only Coach Nick. Hi, Coach. Hi. Hi, Dusimo. Well, on, well, I do want to say on Saturdays, I am practicing basketball for special olympics yes i'm so proud of you you're gonna do so well why not be why not be why not be why not win why not win i like that it almost, it almost sounded like you were doing a song there why like not be why not be why not win yep beat the warriors tonight uh, how'd uh, it feel to beat the warriors tonight nick hey why not beat the Warriors? Why not light the beam? That's true. But how did it feel? Did, yeah, you yeah. Watch, did you watch the game? It felt good, and I got yeah. to watch the game. So why not? Why not beat the Warriors? Why, why not, not light feel the beam? good? Light the beam every single game. What was your favorite part about the game tonight? My favorite part of the game was I know. You know was it Harrison Barnes? Thirty nine points for Harrison. Yes, it was. That obviously. That, that. That. Do you plan on playing like Harrison Barnes played tonight in your Special Olympics basketball league? I believe so. Oh, yeah, you're gonna yeah. do so good. I'm excited for you. Hey, hey even everybody at Goldman Center says I'm famous. You are famous, Nick. Everyone buys you pizza and calls you Coach Nick. Hey, why not be famous? <laughs> now, Nick. Uh, oh, you, serious time. A serious question. Who made you famous? Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. Dude, dude, no, 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 no. Who made you famous? There's one answer. There's one person. Who Deuce Dan. Thank you. Oh. Thank you, Nick. Thank That's you, Nick. nice of you, Nick. You just you just made Deuce's night. Morgan, yeah. Morgan, do you think I'm really famous at Golden One Center? I think you're probably one of the most famous people at Golden One Center and in Sacramento, and everyone always talks about you to me. So good job, Nick. Yeah. Hey, I need. We're gonna. I'm gonna do well in Special Olympics basketball. Yes, you are, and make sure to be a good team player and encourage everybody and be good to your teammates. Okay. Yeah. Pass the ball. Play good defense. Why not? Why not? All right, Nick. Uh, it's past your bedtime. Sleep beams. Hey, Morgan, can you see? Can you do the light the beam thing? Oh, really? What, 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 what's that? What? Do fire the laser Wait, thing. Wait, can you? How about you do it for us now since you're the famous one? <laughs> can you do it? Remember? Fire the laser. Fire the laser. Yeah. Okay, right. Sleep beams. Sleep beams. There's Nick. <laughs> there you go. Coach Nick. He's really embraced guy. his fame, you know? He's really... Why not be famous? Why not be famous? I can just picture him telling all of his teammates, I'm famous. Man. <laughs> Gotta love a famous teammate. Yeah. He's one of a kind. He's like telling paparazzi at the games, like, stop it. Stop it. No, no. 
He has his own security now. Yes, yes. Doesn't even talk to us. No. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, oh, Nick. Should we get the final thoughts tonight? Let's get the final thoughts. Final thoughts. Give me your final thoughts tonight after this game. Could be um, about the game. Could be something in life. It could okay. be whatever. Uh, oh, and I love seeing that too. Um, I have really had a very interesting last month mm-hmm. of just life. And, and it's been so busy with work and I love it. I love it. But the last couple of days having off. Yeah. And then even tonight, just being able to sip on a glass of wine, a, a half of this game and stuff. I just, I had so much fun. So much more fun because the Kings won. But it was just really fun recharging these last couple of days, doing things that just make me feel so great, like organizing. I love organizing, watching Real Housewives, watching basketball, and then watching the Kings win tonight. Just, ugh. I am beaming. Can you say the Kings went ahead of like organizing and that stuff? Can you put that top? I mean, no? it is at the top. Okay, I just want to make sure. And it's, it's, it's prisoner yeah. of the moment, but it's also at the top. I'm happy for you. Thank you. What about you? Final thoughts. Wow. It's a deep one. Huh? No, doesn't have to be deep. You could say you just ate something good today. You know, last year was so fun for everybody, right? I mean, think about how much fun we had on night shots. It was crazy. It, we enjoyed every single win, the losses, even when they were tough. It's like, hey, man, but this, oh, this, the vibes, it's so fun. Fog machine, everything, right? The yeah. beam. There was so much, like, positivity because it had been so long since the Kings had a compelling product and a winning product and one that looked like it could make the playoffs. Tonight felt a lot like last year again. And, yeah, it had to do with the Warriors, but I think it was everything. It was like, no, this team played basketball like they did last year. They shared the ball. They shot it well. They played offense. They got some big stops. They weren't afraid of some punches. And they That's took some it. punches. Mm-hmm. The Warriors took the lead. They didn't fold. They they that stepped cool. up and made some plays down the stretch. And, I don't know, I, I just think for – and I get expectations are higher, right? So it's it was going to feel different. I knew this year was going to feel completely different. I've also maintained, I'm like, I feel like this team is better than they played this year. And they just haven't proven it to this point. But tonight feels like a lot like last year. And it was a lot of fun to just sit back, see some unlikely heroes from like Harrison Barnes again, right? Guys who have struggled this year. Think about the first three players we talked about tonight on the show, Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, and Davion Mitchell. Like these guys haven't had great years for Sacramento, but they were all key in a road win against a Warriors team. That's trying to get it together and get some momentum after coming off a win last night on the home floor. It was just fun tonight. And I, I think, I think I personally needed it. No, I, I'm serious. Because even after some of these wins, we've come in. Like, the Hawks game, we're like, oh, this, this is a good win. But we weren't going crazy over it. I'm not saying we have to go crazy over at every win. But it's been a while since I felt like a, wow, that was awesome. And yeah. I think I have to go back to the road win at Memphis. Like a certain type of spirit surrounding yeah, the yeah. team and the play and the joy. I mean, even the post-game stuff I'm seeing tonight where I'm like, Oh, Rasay's asking questions. Mike Brown. It's people cute. are it's feeling great. good. They're on the road. They're all together on the road. Because like you could even yep. even if the Kings had 
lost tonight's game, I think it would have been heartbreaking because it's like, God, oh, they, it really, they really cannot yep. beat the Warriors after even a good game. But also, I would have been sitting here being like, well, at least there's things we can break down. Yep. And again, that's not... That's no moral victory bullshit for anyone that might take that like that. It's just as a basketball fan, as an NBA fan, I enjoy being able to break down a good basketball game, and that's what I was given tonight by both teams. It was fun. It was fun. One other note, all-star yeah. starters announced tonight. Of course, it's a combination of fan vote, uh, media and players. Uh, the starters in the Eastern Conference, Jason Tatum, Dame Lillard, Tyrese Halliburton, our old buddy, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Deserved. Only one I had an issue with. What? Oh, Dame. Dame. Well, it should have been Jalen Brunson. I agree. And and that's, so it was interesting because you know how at times we talk about certain, like De'Aaron not getting the love he deserves. Jalen Brunson is one of those guys. I felt like there was a time where his stock went up when it was, the year after when he went to the Knicks and it was like, oh, what do sure. the Mavs do? Let's shit on the Mavs. But now it's already like we're done shitting on the Mavs and so we're not giving Jalen Brunson his love anymore. He should have made it last year. Yes. He, didn't, he wasn't an all-star last year. Yes. And I thought to this year, I'm like, yeah, he should have been. Especially with like the Bucks situation. It just feels weird that this team that just blew out their head coach, <laughs> mm. you know, has two <laughs> starters in there when they've kind of, I know their record's good, but they've. It in is. many ways, underachieved in people's eyes. And then the other weird subplot to this is right. Joe Mazzula technically can't coach the All-Star game this year because you can't coach it back-to-back years, which, by the way, what a weird rule. Very like, weird. Like, to me, if you have the number one seat, like, just coach it. Coach yep. it every year. Well, it would put the Doc. Bucks in an interesting th- Does Doc Rivers coach the All-Star game because they're the number two seed? In the East, when he hasn't even coached a game yet for the Bucs, I don't know. That's the one weird thing I don't like. Just give it to Missoula at that point. But uh, yeah, congratulations. Oh, Embiid's obviously been incredible. Now a seven-time All-Star. And then Tyrese Halliburton. Like, what a big moment. Like, one, I, I hope he can get back healthy so he can play in that game. Yes. For him to be one of the most popular players in the league, one of the budding stars in this league, play the game with joy, be a great guy. And then he gets to start his first ever all-star game in his home market (laughs) in Indiana. That's that's a great story. Yeah. And he's always going to be one of my favorites. As he, I mean, how could he not? How could he not? In the Western Conference, the starters, you got Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, his 20th all-star appearance, Kevin Durant at 14, and Luka. At a five time. There you go. I, I mean, no, no that's, problem with those. Yep. I mean, all fair. Yeah. It's, you know what? At times, like if, if De'Aaron was playing the way that he was playing in December, in January, would we be more? Yeah, maybe. But it's like, you know, like Jokic is a no brainer. LeBron, yep. it just, come on. I mean, this guy is insane. And it's, no matter what he's there. Yeah. Yes. And even the Lakers are underachieving. KD's been a monster this year. Luca does his thing. And then SGA, man. Hey, look what Oklahoma City's doing. Yep. Even if you don't buy that OKC is a title contender this year, they don't have to be. This was a play-in team last year. SGA's playing elite basketball yet again. They're one of the best teams in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. And they are going to be a nightmare for years to come. 
you see the talent that they have with SGA, Jalen Williams, Chet, and you go, wait, they still have all these picks that they, they, they can't draft all these guys. At some point, Presti's going to have to take a big swing at someone. I don't think it's going to be this trade deadline. Why would you? He's going to let them play this one out. And maybe they make a subtle tweak and then go swinging for a star next year, potentially. Scary. Uh, they're scary as is. Scary. scary as is. So we find out next week the coaches vote on the reserves. Yes. For me, I I think Sabonis is a no-brainer. With well, what? No, no, of course he okay. is, but like it's it's comical going back to you complaining about me being like, "Hey, TNT is not talking about this." And you even said it when you talked about Domas being an 18, 13, and eight guy tonight, and it's not even mentioned. It's mm. not even mentioned. Again, they're going quick with it, so like, trust me, I've been in a post game. Um, show where like you miss certain things i get it but my point is that is someone who definitely doesn't get the love that he deserves and that's where i go he might not get the love he deserves but it's the coaches who vote on it too and i feel like the coaches will vote him in just like they did last year so bonus this year 20 points a game 12.7 rebounds eight assists <laughs> <laughs> That's like, By the way, he 20? grabs a rebound and puts the effing ball on the floor and pushes it up the court <laughs> and initiates the offense. Like, what? He's averaging almost 20, 13, and 8. He is shooting 61% from the field. He's just a tick below 43% from beyond the arc, taking 1.1 per game. Sure. That's insane. Yep. Uh, the one that may be borderline, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I think it's tough in the West. There's just so many talented guards. Mm-hmm. You have to figure Steph's going to get in. He's Steph. He's Steph. He's, he's Steph. He's yep, going to get yep, in, right? Yep. Well, he's been, his numbers have dipped too during this stretch. Mm-hmm. But, but he's uh, Steph. Right now, who knows what De'Aaron has next good, few good games coming up? Who knows? Maybe he gets a chance. Anyway, on the season, De'Aaron's averaging 27.5 points a game, mm-hmm. 46% shooting, 39% from beyond the arc, 5.6 assists, 4 rebounds, and 1.6 steals. He's also near the top in the NBA in deflections. De'Aaron went from being in the MVP conversation to being in a small slump to start 2024. Yep. So if that is the re- if that is the thing that like knocks him out of coaches voting for him, even though I think they understand their game plan when they are taking on Sacramento is to how do we slow him down? And if not slow him down physically, it's slow him down from executing what he wants to execute. I guess the question is, do you think a team like Sacramento should have two all-stars with where they are in the Western Conference? You know, I think that's... Here's the thing. That gets pushed out there so many times where we've seen it before though yeah i mean the lakers stars you go okay so anthony davis is having a monster year lebron's on the team does anthony davis belong on the all-star team right well the lakers are sitting right now in the ninth spot they're at 500 after beating the bulls tonight and again sometimes those bigger names will take you further you know you you, zion bi which one gets Mm. in you Mm. know you have to think Devin Booker is going to get in for yep. the Suns. Okay. They already have Durant. Dude, Clippers. The Clippers. I mean, Kawhi's getting in. Yeah. I even looked at James Harden's numbers, but like, I'm sure there's a case to be made. <laughs> I mean, his numbers don't blow you away, but he's had a big impact on that team. He has. Uh, Denver, Jokic is getting in. I mean, duh. Wait, he's in. He's in. Yeah. And you start going, okay, is Jamal Murray the next guy? I don't know. You know, in in that in that too, I wouldn't be. I'd be like, man, like 
deer and I feel like deserves them more. But then if you do look at records, if you do look at wins versus losses, like and everyone has different voting criteria and that's where it gets, it yeah. just, it's, it's tough. Minnesota will get ant in. I don't think cat will make it, but I think they're, you know, like go bears had a really good year too. Yep. You know? So I don't know. Do they get, do they get two? And, this and does is, OKC, they just get SGA, I assume? And with the Kings, this is where them being in that seventh spot yeah. is an excuse for them. Where if this was the Lakers in that seventh spot, okay. it's like, it's just a different, there's different biases. Yeah. And I I mean, again. The West is so stacked. I, that, and I could sit here and complain about it, but like, it is what it is. Yeah. There I go back to my old self. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, I've had fun tonight. Uh, if we missed anything, let us know in the comments below. Drop some comments too, even after the show. Helps our page. Talk some kings yeah, there. Thank you for helping us grow, by the way. Yes. All of you guys commenting, always liking, and um, sharing our page too. That's where a lot of people have uh, noticed us. So thank you. Yeah. You guys are literally the best. We love you guys, but we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your Thursday. See ya! Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.